There is always another story or another side to it. A unique angle, a unique viewpoint, a unique insight. This is Chayavim. For Chai FM, I'm Michael McKenna. A recent report into anti-Semitism at the University of Toronto's medical school has prompted Hillel's university group to connect with those affected in a workshop focusing on how to deal with such discriminatory practices whilst finding pride in one's identity. Hillel's advocacy manager, Jacqueline Gressler, tells us more about this approach. In racial healing, you first have to recognize the pain and the trauma that anti-Semitism has caused. Then you kind of work in recognizing the pain in others. So you recognize in yourself, you recognize how other people around you are affected by it. And then you work on ways to heal. And that looks different for everyone and doesn't even have to be healing Jewishly, if you will. Maybe it's journaling. Maybe it's being looking in the mirror and saying, I love my curly hair. Maybe it's addressing like in-person or a letter some of the people who you um, have experienced discrimination from. And it's really unfortunate, but part of racial healing is, is you have to take some sort of ownership for your trauma, which is super uncomfortable. And I want to name that you as a victim have to do that, but it's sort of deciding to like, I'm going to turn this and I'm going to heal and I'm going to take positive actions to do so. Ethiopia's Jewish community known as Beta Israel still finds it challenging to be accepted into the Holy Land. In a recent report, the community feels that they are regarded with suspicion about their Jewishness from the ruling Orthodox establishment, face police brutality, discrimination from certain semi-private religious schools, and discrimination in the job market. Shmuel Yilmer, founder of the Jerusalem Forum, which is one of the organizations leading an effort to raise Beta Israel consciousness, says that the Ethiopian-Israeli community needs equality, with reference to statistics from a 2019 poll showing that 33% of Israelis don't want their children to marry Ethiopian Israelis, 22% doubt the Judaism of Beta Israel, and 9% don't want their children to learn about the Ethiopian community. He added that bigotry is an everyday reality of a real percentage of young Ethiopians and it has to change. Italian Prime Minister Giorgia Meloni has announced that Rome Prefect Giuseppe Pecoraro has been appointed to the role of National Coordinator for the fight against anti-Semitism. Welcoming the appointment, the President of the Union of Italian Jewish Communities, Naomi Disegni, applauded the decision regarding it as an essential safeguard which needs to be strengthened further. Earlier this month, Italy's Education Ministry declared that it will work to combat anti-Semitism in the country's schools when the Italian Minister of Education signed a protocol of intent with the Union of Italian Jewish Communities to cooperate on education initiatives in Italian schools to fight anti-Semitism. As restoration efforts gather momentum worldwide, Spain's Museum of Pontevedra says it has returned two 15th century paintings to Polish authorities after it was discovered that they had been looted by the Nazis during World War II. The paintings are part of 700 pieces which Nazi forces stole in the Polish village of Golhusz during World War II. Meanwhile, a federal German cultural organization has returned a 16th century sculpture to the hairs of its pre-war Jewish owner who faced Nazi persecution. The Berlin-based Prussian Cultural Heritage Foundation has announced that the Maria Lactans statuette depicting Mary nursing an infant Jesus would be given back to the family of German Jewish banker and entrepreneur Jacob Goldschmidt, who fled Nazi Germany soon after Hitler came to power.
And the United States Ambassador to Israel, Thomas Nides, has announced that Israel meets the threshold criteria for entering the United States visa waiver program on the basis that the percentage of visa rejections over the past year has dropped below 3%. Nides has, however, previously announced that this is a first step for Israel to complete the same process which 40 other countries worldwide have gone through to enter the program. This involves a specific timeline deadline for Israel to fulfill all other necessary requirements which must be passed by the Knesset recess in April and upon success will enable Israelis to travel to the United States without a visa beginning October the 1st, 2023 for tourism or business trips no longer than 90 days. For Chai FM, I'm Michael McKenna. This Chai FM Global Update is a daily newscast focusing on Jewish news from the diaspora. It's free for you to listen to on chaifm.com. If you subscribe, we will email it to you daily.